Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the show. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am your host. I always love talking to other fitness and health professionals. And if you've been following me for a while and listening to our show for a while, you know I've had the privilege of interviewing some pretty pretty rock pretty rock star type status people. And that's largely because, you know, our show is heard, you know, all over the world and we've had the privilege of being able to connect with so many people. So my guest today is Kathleen Trotter who just recently published a book She is a health and fitness expert. She also does a whole lot of other things. She lives in Canada and we were able to connect online. And I just knew today we're going to have a really interesting conversation about habits and really checking yourself. So I'm just, I'm really glad that we were able to work this out. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love your energy. I've listened to some of your episodes and it gives me a lot of pleasure. So I'm hoping that People listening will get the same from today. Outstanding. Very good. So before we get rolling, um, why don't you introduce your, why don't you sort of tell my audience a little bit um, about you, your background? I know you and I pretty much have the same training. So I always love just, I always love just hearing what other people in our industry are doing and where they come from and all of that. Yeah. So I'm a personal trainer. I have a master's in exercise science and uh, nutrition and diploma. And I'm a, uh, sorry, a diploma in nutrition. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness gracious. And um, I'm a life coach. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think the most important thing to hear about me is that I haven't always been fit. And, you know, I think that people look at people like you and me and they think, oh, you know, health is easy for them. They wake up every morning right. and they just, you know, they're motivated to exercise without even thinking about it. And right. I spent the first half of my life hating my body, hating myself, yeah. you know, um, and it was, I would lie to get out of gym class. I would sneak food. Um, so it's been a really a hugely important transition in my life to uh-huh. learn to, to love and respect my body yeah, um, and to give myself the self-care that I need and that I deserve uh, yeah. because I love myself. You know, it's yeah. very, it's very easy to give yourself what you want versus what you need. And I think that's the tricky part with health, right? Because in the moment, uh, I totally often, agree what you with want, that sentiment. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what you want is to sit on the sofa and watch 10 hours of Netflix, or you want yeah. 17 pieces of chocolate cake or whatever. Right. Um, and, and, you know, long-term it, that's not actually what you need and it's not actually respecting yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's been a journey for me to figure out the balance Mm-hmm. of all of that. Um, I think it's a journey for everybody. You know, I right. always say to my clients, right. like, and it human depends is on really where hard. people are in their journey too, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. The, even though you started out, you know, to use your word, not, you know, a, the picture of health, you, you learned to change that. And when you did that, you really became a higher, more self-serving version of yourself in a good way. I don't mean self-serving in a negative way, of course. I, I mean, knew exactly. Yeah, I knew what you meant. But I yeah, mean, you you became sure. a lot more aligned with um, with that with a healthy version of you. So yeah. What, so my I choices know you, are more in line with my values for sure. Right. I like that way of putting it. Yeah. So you so you work a lot with people in person, and as you you were well aware, as we are all well aware in our industry, you know, the pandemic literally decimated the industry as we know it, and so as a result of that. There's actually good and bad to that. The, the good is, is that there are more 
creative ways than ever for us to really work with clients virtually, on the phone, text. There's just all kinds of opportunities. And the good news is for people out there that really struggle with being consistent with getting on a plan that they really think and believe really works for them, there's more options than ever as far as that goes. The flip side to that, the bad side to that, if it is if it is a bad side, is just that we, we have to get really comfortable with change. And this is really where I want to kind of jump off with our conversation is, is that, you know, I think, you know, we hear so much in the media about, oh, well, you just need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. It's almost like you're making a grocery list. Mm-hmm. And yet for so many people, that seems to be not just difficult, but really brings up a lot of really negative feelings about how we view ourselves. And I was just wondering how, if you could speak to that. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely love your question. And I do think the pandemic has changed what is possible with fitness. You know, it's Mm -hmm. wonderful. I will train somebody here in Toronto on Zoom and she will Zoom in her sister from New York and her brother from Montreal and the four of us will be on Zoom, right? So Uh it allows for this community um, of people because that's what she finds really motivating. You know, she is, it's hard for her to exercise for herself, but for her family, she's able to do it. And I only mentioned this as an example is that I think that with health and wellness, we often quote unquote should all over ourselves. Well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, Instead of finding what works for us, you know, the, the name of my first book was finding your fit. And that is really my key philosophy is yes, movement has to be thought of as a non-negotiable, but Mm -hmm. how you move um, has to be up to you and based on what works for you, for your values, for your finances, for your life stage you're in. It's going to be different if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. It has to be connected to your why. Like what is important to you? Yeah. Uh, and what's going to fit into your life. So, yeah. you know, my dad, he plays hockey four days a week. He loves hockey. That's his thing. My mom likes yeah. to garden. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't work for my mom if I said, mom, you got to go, you know, play hockey four days a week. She'd look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, and if I said right. to my dad, like, you're not allowed to play hockey, he would like, oh my God, I like took life from him. Yeah. So, you know, I want people listening. Well, it's to not a one size what fits do I all like? approach. It's exactly. not a one size fits all approach. So we have to, exactly. we have to, I think, honor honor that about each and every one of us. And I think the yeah. problem now, well, well, it's not just now, I think it's been going on for a while. The problem with social media is that it kind of feeds more into that comparison syndrome. You know, oh we, we, God, we beat up on ourselves because we think we should be further along or we think, we think, you know, we play the shame game. I call it, yeah. how did I get here? Yeah. You know, well, there's just sure. no hope for me or whatever. And I just think that it's just so important, I think, to recognize when we're going into a rabbit hole. Oh God. Yeah. And listen, the shame game just doesn't work. The shitting all over ourselves. Um, comparison is the thief of joy, really. Yeah, and health and totally. wellness should be about joy and bringing vitality to your life. And that doesn't mean it's always easy. You know, I wake up some mornings, I'm like, oh, I don't want to exercise. But then I'm like, yo, but Kathleen, you will feel better if you move. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and then that helps motivate me to get through Yeah, it's that really interesting that you bring that up. I had a client actually yesterday. She she and I have worked together off and on for years and she's, you know, suffice it to say, has had, um, had a bout with breast cancer, had, um, you know, any, and whole, uh, you know, some other health issues too. And she told me yesterday, her number one motivation now is that she knows she's going to feel better. So it's interesting that you said yeah. that because I really think there are plenty of days when we don't want to do it, when we Absolutely. don't want to move, when we don't want to drink water, when we don't want to eat well, when we don't want to 
you know, have the quiet downtime, whatever it is that self-care looks for us. There, there are plenty of days when we can come up with reasons why it's not convenient, why we don't want to, why mm-hmm. we're not motivated. And if we wait for that perfect time or we wait, we expect every day that we're just going to want to, I think we're just dreaming. But to your yeah. point, but to your point, I think recognizing that this is the outcome right now that works for me, you know, yes, that yes. I'm going to feel better. That in and of itself is the motivation that's going to keep you going. Well, my cl- my uh, therapist got me to do something. So I've been in therapy for about 20 years. I love my therapist. And she, maybe at the first year of our therapy, she got me to keep a mood journal. Uh-huh. Uh, and now I actually get my clients to do this. Um, so for two weeks, she got me to write down on a scale of one to 10, how I felt in the morning and how I felt after I went to work and after I worked out. So I could see that even if I woke up in the morning and I was a one out of 10 of my mood, after I worked out, I would at least be like a 1.2 and I'd feel proud that I did something. And normally it would go from like a one until like a six. I'd feel so much better. And the great part about that is it gave me absolute data that when I don't want to move, that's makes it even more important that I do because I have so much more room for improvement. I always tell my clients that on the days you already feel good, like sure, work out, but you don't have to. It's the days that you feel low that it's absolutely so important to move your body because you know you your body and your soul, your mind, everything is, you know, screaming like I need to move. I I I need fresh air. So so I'm just, you know, I'm I'm thinking that this would probably be a really interesting sidebar at this point in our conversation is is that you know, we can, you and I can probably talk for hours about healthy habits, you know, yes. and, and people listening to me and have been following the show know that the gist of what I talk about with my guests when it comes down to is habit practice. It's how many times can you practice and incorporate self-care into your life, whatever that looks like. So I'm wondering if you could speak to when, how, what are some, what's, what are some easy things? Well, maybe not easy things, but things that really jump out at you that we can really be aware with ourselves when a habit is not serving us or when it's becoming unhealthy or when a red flag pops up that we should be aware of. Well, I love the word just awareness. And I think that that is key, either journaling or just keeping note in your brain of how you're thinking about things. And at the end of the day, you know, I ask my clients to do a sort of a reflection and ask themselves, what are one to three things that didn't serve you, that, you know, were vampires to your energy, that made you Mm -hmm. feel unauthentic, that made you feel, you know, a a less happy, a less fulfilled version of you. And how can you minimize those? And then what are one to three things that really made you feel more aligned with who you want to be and who Uh you are and more Uh vital and more inspired? Um, I'm a big believer in sort of Buddhist thought, and they would talk about the feeling tone of something. Like, how does it literally feel in your body? Do you feel constricted? Do you feel excited? Yeah. Um, and just doing a little bit of a, a check-in with yourself and yeah. saying, okay, throughout the day, like who did I spend time with? Um, yeah. What were the thoughts that made me feel more alive? And, you know, yeah. part of the issue with health is that, you know, the dose makes the poison, right? Like as in, you know, going for a 10 minute walk, a half an hour walk, an hour walk, that's super healthy. If you walked for 24 hours, that's not healthy. So it's yeah. finding those, the balance. I love that you things, said that. I think we have to know? really keep the perspective too. Yeah, that, you know, if if we're, not, if we're for example, if we're not used to moving, say let's say you have bad arthritis or really mm-hmm. sick, you know physical ailments that you just mm-hmm. can't help but notice on a daily basis. Of course, walking thirty minutes every day is just not going to be possible. 
But you could start with a five minute stretch, right? Or you could start with just working in little bits of movement throughout the day and you get that kind of that, that compound effect. It's uh, uh, the analogy I always like to use is the change jar, put 50 cents in the change jar every day. What do you have at the end of the month? You have Mm -hmm. a whole lot more than what you started with, right? Absolutely. I'm laughing only because I think you and I are like the same person, but in two different bodies. I tell my clients that it's drops in a bucket, which is basically the change jar, right? It's like these little drops that don't seem like much at the time, but eventually your health bucket is overflowing. Yes. Um, But in order to get those little drops, you really have to embrace that something is always better than nothing. Like you can't move for half an hour. Fine. Do 20 minutes. You can't move for 20 minutes. Do 15. You know, you can't go for a walk. Maybe try something in the pool. Like there's always something that you can do that serves you. But again, I think I just circle back to stepping outside of yourself for a moment and thinking, okay, what do I need and what do I want? And how do I give myself a small bout of what I I need? And that's often quite tricky because in the moment, it can feel like, you know, what you want it feels so strong. Uh-huh. Uh, it's easier to let it's easy to let the desire of the moment sort of derail you from yeah. becoming your fittest future self. Totally. Um, totally. So that's why that journaling and that self reflection and yeah, and just really just allowing yourself to be aware, but yes. not be afraid of the negative thoughts. You know, there's so much yes. BS out there that says if you think a negative thought, that negative things are going to start coming to you, which is complete BS. No. You know, no. so it's it's important. I think that we acknowledge when we have those negative thoughts and, you know, learn to question them, but not beat up on ourselves because we're thinking them, you know, it's perfectly okay to think them. It doesn't mean anything bad's going to happen. The point is not only that it's not okay, okay or not. Okay. Yeah. So human. Right. Totally. And that's the thing is like, you're going to have negative thoughts. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. You're going to have days where you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Um, and the question is, is not if you have them, but how are you going to handle them yeah. when they come up? Like yeah. I have bad thoughts. I have thoughts of where I'm not worthy. I have thoughts where I don't feel comfortable. Well, we all do. Skin. We all do. We all do. That's yeah. what makes us human. That's yeah. what makes us not robots. Yeah. But right. when, when they pop up, then what do you do about it? Do you yeah. phone a friend? Do you journal? Do you go to therapy? Or, you know, do you beat up on yourself and go down that shame spiral? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. ultimately the shame spiral yeah. leads you to more behavior that doesn't serve you. So mm-hmm. that's why you have to sort of stop it and sort of say, okay, like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it goes back to like, what do I need at this moment? Like maybe mm-hmm. I need to phone a friend, right? Whereas maybe your unconscious desire is to eat, you know, an entire chocolate cake or, you know, to go to bed and not come out for a couple of days. Yeah. Whereas maybe yeah. what, but what, would be wonderful as if you, you know, phoned a friend and went well, for a little bit of let's a walk. Kind of, let's kind of flip this around a little bit sure. because I think it's easy and from a logical standpoint to know why certain things are good for us. It's kind of like you yes. tell the person who smoked all their life, well, you know, if you quit smoking, you'd feel better. Well, if knowledge yes. were enough to change behavior, right? Oh would my God, absolutely. Change the game, right? So yes. let's let's talk for just a minute about, because I hear this a lot. Well, I know I need to do that. I just get bored. Well, I I know I need to do that. And I know that for a while it worked for me. I just got bored. Can you speak Mm -hmm. to that? So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, 
If you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Yeah, I think it goes back to sort of what seems like um, an important theme of our conversation of, of knowing yourself um, and knowing the fitness systems that are going to work for you and then implementing systems, right? So having the thought of, okay, okay, I, I, in the past, I have done X and I've gotten bored. Okay, so great. So I know that I need a little bit more variety. So then mm-hmm. how am I going to implement a system that serves what I know about myself? And maybe uh-huh. that is getting a personal trainer or finding somebody on Instagram that you really trust, or maybe that's getting a fitness friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so much of this awareness is looking back at the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years of your life and doing a little bit of an analysis of what has worked, but also what hasn't worked. And if boredom is one of those things to be like, okay, so how can I make sure that I don't get bored? Do I need to join a sports team? Um, as I said, do I need to have a fitness friend? I, for a while I had this girlfriend and we were doing what we called, um, fit ventures. Um, so each week we were trying something new. We'd go to a dance class. We'd try a new hiking trail. Um, because really, honestly, the benefits of the best, anything are moot if you can't make yourself do it. So it yeah. might be the best thing to do to do a hit yeah. class, but if yeah. you're doing hit every single day and you're bored, who cares if it's best because you're going to stop doing it and then you're not going to get the benefits. Right. 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 Well, so, but I also think that we can, we can kind of keep telling ourselves I need variety you know, to death as well. I mean, then, and one of my, one of my rebuttals to that is usually there's a reason why the basics work. They're called the basics because they work, but by the same token, I think I can easily see somebody listening out there who wants to either get back on track or who really wants to get started. Maybe they don't know what that looks like, Mm -hmm. or maybe in their, you know, years ago, maybe in their quote unquote younger days, they felt like Mm -hmm. they they could do more things than now. And so what, what I'm hearing somebody say to me now is, is that, yeah, that all sounds good. And logically I know why that works for me, but I also know me and I know I need variety. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think we have to be really careful with that thought because we're, then we're always looking for the next best thing. I agree 100%. But I think the nuance I would put on it is that variety doesn't necessarily have to be doing something completely different. So yeah. for yeah. example, strength training, I agree. There are just basic things that you uh-huh. need to do, core work. But for, for variety for me with my Pilates, I might try a new instructor or I might try a uh, different class time. So I'm with different people in the class, or I might try the Cadillac chair versus uh-huh. the Wunda chair. So you could say, okay, I'm going to continue to do my squats is a really good example, right. right? I have a hip injury from five years ago. So I have a bunch of physio exercises that I will be doing till the day I die, mm-hmm. but that's okay because I do slightly different varieties of it. I might do a few more sets or I might put a band in there or I might try it on a BOSU ball. So I'm still sticking with what my body needs. Again, it's that difference between doing what I need versus I want, Yeah. but I'm finding little ways to keep myself um, engaged. Yeah. And I'm really going back to this. If, if 
people listening get one thing I want them to hear. Movement has to be thought of as a non-negotiable. So it's not that you say, well, because I need variety and I'm not getting variety, I'm not going to do anything today. What you Mm -hmm. think is, okay, I know myself and I need a a little bit of variety. And I also know that movement is a non-negotiable. So maybe my walk today is a new route. Instead of going to dog park A and looking at those cute dogs, I decide to go to dog park B and look at a different set of dogs. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I don't do anything. I do do something. And it's not saying, well, because I need variety and I'm not getting variety, I'm just going to skip my workout today. No, you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to say, my body needs to move. Movement is medicine. Right. Yeah. I will feel better if I some move my form body. of movement. Some right. part yeah. Of, yeah. So right. yeah. So you can't let yourself off the hook. You have to yeah. hold yourself accountable. No, I love that. Uh, I, I love yeah. that. I think that's 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 simple, but at the same time, it's you know, you're allowing the use of variety without straying too much mm-hmm. from you know this concept that the basics are just boring. You know, um, it's okay yeah. to have that thought, but you know, we just don't want to be telling ourselves that we have to always keep changing things and then because at the end of the day, we won't get anywhere if we do that. Um, Absolutely. And yes. And also just one final thing on this. Sometimes you can use the variety in one part of your workout Mm -hmm. to inspire you to do the basics in another. So I'll use my dad for an example. He's, you know, over 70 and he loves playing hockey. So the hockey is his variety, right? As in like, it's always hockey, but it's different people and he's playing different games and he's using his brain and he hates doing his strength and balance work. And that's the sort of, you know, basics, meat and potatoes of what he has to do in order to be able to continue to play hockey. So in order to get what he loves and get the variety of, you know, he goes to different rinks and he plays with different teams and right. Then he does the stuff that he knows is boring, but because it's so connected to something he loves, he's willing to stand on one leg and he's willing to do his squats and he's willing to do his ankle raises and all this stuff. So, so much of it is knowing what is going to serve you and then finding creative ways to make yourself do it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I love that. I think that's very simple, but at the same time, I think that really sums up what we've been talking about. So before we wrap up, I would kind of like to wrap this up and put a nice little bow on it Mm. with kind of just a, a a takeaway that, that, that people can walk away with. And so really what, what is, what's really been coming up for me as a common theme as we've been talking is, is that the focus really needs to be for anyone out there listening, regardless of where you are, the focus really needs to be on what can you do to dial in the habits, whatever those habits Mm -hmm. look like. And, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's using variety, whether it's, you know, journaling, whether it's challenging what you're thinking, et cetera, et cetera, um, dialing in the habits um, Mm -hmm. and not just be focused on, well, that ship has sailed. I'm just not healthy anymore. You know, it's like we hear so much in the, in the media and from experts saying, oh, well, it's so, it's important for your health. You need to do this. It's good for Mm -hmm. your health. Well, I don't think, I think that's just almost, for lack of a better way to say it, it's almost too broad and too basic for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say two things. So first um, it's a parable and it, it goes like this. The best time to have planted a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So that idea of, you know, it's too late. No, it, is not. I mean, my mom went back to school at 60 and got a second uh-huh. master's degree. Wow. You know what I mean? Like it's never too late to do what matters to you and to live your life in alignment with your right. values. It just never is. Yeah. Um, so today is really what matters. Today is the exactly yeah. today is what matters. It's the only moment we have control over is uh-huh. this moment. So mm-hmm. stop worrying about what you haven't done for the last 20 years and figure out what you can do today and do it. Right. So I think that's the first bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second bit is just that habits are fantastic uh, because they automate things, right? They make everything just that little bit easier. Oh, if it's built into the fabric of your day, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. You don't really question it. You just do it. But in order to make the habits fairly unconscious, in order to make habits that just happen, right, you have to first be fairly intentional about it. So Uh they take a lot of effort and intention up front. You have to front load the effort. Mm -hmm. Um, So think about parenting yourself and think back to when you were a kid and your parents said to you, okay, brush your teeth. It has to happen. You didn't want to, but it had to. And now it's just part of who you are. It's part of your being. Um, and that is what I want for your, your drinking your water, eating more vegetables, walking a little bit more, you know, uh, but in order to do those things, you have to put some intention today. So for example, with water, so many people say, oh, it's so hard for me to make myself drink water. It's not a habit. Okay. If you want water to be a habit, you have to decide how you're going to make it a habit. So um, a couple of years ago when I was really, I felt like I was not drinking enough water. I decided before yeah. I'm allowed my morning yeah. coffee, I have to yeah. have a bottle of water. Before I'm allowed my breakfast, another bottle of water. Before I'm allowed my lunch, another bottle. And before I'm allowed my dinner, another bottle. Now, I'm not saying that that has to work for everybody listening, but I'm saying that I made it extremely intentional. Mm -hmm. And now I don't think about drinking water. I just do it. It is just a habit. It's supernatural. It's it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another to really like think through, to use your word, to have a to have a system where you're actually going to do it. And then because it's that repetition that actually makes it a habit. Exactly. Yes. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And then you just sort of, it's so natural that if you don't do it, you really miss it. Yeah. Right. So, but it takes, it does really take some front loading at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what? We are, shouldn't be, you know, afraid of a little bit of hard work when it's about something that's really going to serve us putting in the energy. We put so much energy into helping other people and doing things that serve Mm -hmm. other people. We got to be okay with giving ourselves some energy that are going to serve us. I love it. I love it. We get one precious life. We have one precious One time on this planet. Yes, ma'am. You got that right. And I think over the last couple of years, if we've all figured anything out, it's that, right? Yeah. 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 So, well, this has really been super fun. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Where can uh, people my find pleasure. you, Kathleen? Uh, my website is kathleentrotter.com and I'm fit by Kathleen T on all the socials. And I love hearing from people. So if you have any questions or comments, just get hold of me and I will communicate back. Awesome. And you just published a book. Isn't that right? You have a, a new book that just came out. Yeah. So I have two books. My first book um, is um, Finding Your Fit. And then my second book is Your Fittest Future Self. So it's basically Uh, trying to figure out how to make choices in this moment that will serve the future you. Because you don't become the future you without um, taking action today. And action is just so important. And the good thing is, regardless of where you are, you can always become the future version of yourself. Yes, you can always That's start. Always you just have to start in control. this moment. Right. Yes, absolutely. Right. right, I love sure. it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I really pleasure. appreciate it. And if anyone out there is listening, please connect with Kathleen. You can find her on her website, kathleentrotter.com. You'll find her book titles in the show notes, as well as her social media addresses. Uh, please reach out and connect. This is one of the great things about the health and fitness and wellness and coaching industry. It's like we're one giant family. And we all want the same things for all of you. So um, it's just really important, I think, that we all kind of cheer for each other and have each other have each other's back. So 
Um, so if you are feeling so inclined and you would like to learn more about Kathleen and her work, please go to her site. And if you are an entrepreneur out there listening, and I do have a lot of entrepreneurs and coaches and ex -fit, other fitness and health experts, please come over and join me in my Innovate and Grow for Fitness, Wellness, and Coaching Entrepreneurs Facebook community. Um, folks, I'm just going to put it out there right now and say it. You've heard me say it before. You'll probably hear me say it a million more times is that innovation is really a meta skill that you must develop. And even if you're not in business, if you're just focusing on being the best version of yourself every day, you can still use innovation in your personal life. Um, whether it's, you know, reinventing yourself, whether it's deciding to make a different decision, um, or whatever that looks like. That really goes a lot with what Kathleen and I talked about um, in this episode. So please come over and join me there. We've got an amazing masterclass coming up the end of August. Um, it's actually going on this week right now. Um, and you can definitely join us for that um, if you're so inclined. And, oh, and as always, before I sign off, thank you again for all of your support. We just celebrated our third birthday. We're heard all over the world. We reach more, more of you every single week. And a lot of you are sharing my are sharing these episodes with other people that you feel like really need to hear it. And that is really my number one mission um, when I started the show. I really didn't know what to expect. And here we are three years later. And we're going to keep going. So this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. Mm -hmm.